The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Safe Space and I'm your host, Adele Marie. Today on the show, we are talking about the rise and hopeful fall of the situationship. Plus, I give you the inside scoop on who really benefits and why I don't think they're worth it. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me on your Sunday. I hope you're having a fantastic morning or day or night whenever you're listening to this. I am solo in the studio today for the first time in a long time and I'm back in the Melbourne studio. Thank goodness I missed you, Derek. But it has been a hot minute since I've been doing this by myself and so low-key a little bit nervous. No, I'm not nervous. I can talk to a brick wall. But I'm excited to give you this episode and excited to get into it. Now, we are starting the show, as always, with what's taking up space. What's taking up space doesn't need to be necessarily a bad thing. It can be a good thing. It can be just something that's taking up physical space, mental space, emotional space. doesn't always need to be essentially similar to the struggle. But what's taking up space for me is my health at the moment. So I'm having a little bit of a, I'm going to say I'm having a flop error. <laughs> I mean, my flop error, guys, my mental health has been dwindling away for the past, I'm going to say two to three weeks. And I will only call it a flop error if it goes over that two week mark, because I sometimes think it's fine to feel low vibe. You're never going to be happy all the time. It's impossible to be happy 24 seven. That's just very unrealistic and a silly expectation to put on yourself. And so sometimes I'll just, you know, vibe it out. That might pass after a week. It might even pass after two weeks. But when it gets to that like three week mark, I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) we need to call my psychologist. She's on speed dial. We then need to call the doctor. He's on speed dial. And so I had my therapy appointment last week. I also went and got a blood test because I'm hoping that maybe it's just low iron. You guys know I've suffered from low iron many times in the past, particularly last year. I had two iron infusions and the feeling of low iron it's very similar to depression. So I'm like, hmm, could it be that? Or maybe it's just me being in the flop era. So I haven't got the results yet, but I've been proactive about it. And I'm also just learning to just sit with it and just ride the wave, <laughs> right? There are little things that I'll continue to do, whether that is going to the gym, treating myself kindly with my words, giving myself grace, making sure I'm like sleeping well, drinking water, eating a balanced diet, all the basics just to kind of alleviate some of what I'm feeling. But yeah, sometimes you just have to write it out and hopefully I can get some answers soon. If it's not my iron and it's just my mental health, we might need to increase the therapy sessions. But just a reminder, if you're not feeling well, you don't always have to just vibe it out either. You can go and suss it out and do some tests and talk to a professional, talk to your doctor just to see if there's anything they can do to help you as well. Now, I want to quickly give you a little update. I'm going a bit rogue off the run sheet, but fuck it because it's on the top of my mind and I want to tell you before I forget. But you guys might remember in an episode previously, I spoke about a little dating dilemma I had. For everyone who may have missed it very quickly, a friend of mine played Cupid for me. He said to me, Adele, I've got this guy for you. He's really great. I think you're a good match. I'm going to exchange your numbers if you want. He gave me a bit of a spill. I stalked the guy on Instagram. He had four photos. I was like, give me the guy's number. That was probably my first mistake. I should have just said, 
give him my number. Anyway, I got the guy's number. I text him first. Also goes against my own dating rules. Anyway, he replies, conversation turns into pen pals. Doesn't ask me on a date. He's just asking me how my day is going. It's very, it's very shallow, very superficial conversation. Anyway, this was about a month ago. And on the weekend, I had one of my friend's birthdays. And so the guy who I text was there. And I was thinking like, maybe we would have a conversation or maybe he would come say hi and we would talk and it could be less awkward. But no, he didn't even say hi. We didn't get introduced. It was just like, we're in the same vicinity and it was so awkward, but whatever. I think nothing's going to happen there. That was a failed Cupid moment and it made me laugh. So I just thought I'd share that in case anyone was wondering for an update. Some of you are probably like, we don't give a shit, Adele. But I thought, why not? Anyway, I want to know what's taking up space for you. So if you haven't, come and join the Your Safe Space pod Facebook community. Every single Monday, I put up a post and I say, what's taking up space? And then you write it in there. It's a form of journaling. It's a nice way for you to check in. It's a nice way for you to get whatever it is off your chest. And I love reading it and playing along and following along in your lives too. Okay, guys, we are diving into this show. I am talking about the good old situationship. Now, I've wanted to do an episode on this forever and I need to thank Miss Emily, my manager, because she's the one that was like, podcast episode idea. Unfortunately, she's obviously not with me today. I do miss her, but I'm in Melbourne. She's in Sydney, so that's why. And I'm going to deliver this episode solo. Now, I think to get us started, we need to talk about what a situationship is and what I would define it as because there are lots of definitions out there but what I think a situationship is is when you have two people who are in a romantic relationship and yes I'm calling it relationship because that's what it is but the dynamic of the relationship and the nature of the relationship is undefined or uncommitted and more specifically I also see it as when you've got one person who wants a relationship and then you have another person Who doesn't want a relationship? But they then still continue to date. They still continue to have sex. They still continue to share intimate moments. And it looks like a relationship. And I mean, objectively, it is a relationship, but it is the dynamic which makes it a situationship. There's also a mismatch in values. As I said, one person is wanting something, the other person is wanting something else. And the best way to describe it is there is a level of commitment desired and then you have the level of commitment that you're getting and you can just see how that varies and how they're not the same thing. I will also say it is different to friends with benefits, okay? Friends with benefits, I also think is a bit of a fucking scam, (laughs) but friends with benefits is clearly defined. Both parties have agreed on a no strings attached sexual relationship. And the difference again is it's clearly defined, unlike a situationship, which is often confusing and often messy. And I say it's a scam because I don't necessarily think it works for majority of people, but this episode is not about friends with benefits, it's about situationships. So let's go back to where it all started. Cause you guys know, I love digging. I love a bit of history. I love a bit of research. And so I did that for this episode and I wanted to find out where this term situationship originated. So quite literally, if we look at the word situationship, it's a merge of the word situation, 
and relationship. Now, the term was first defined in the Urban Dictionary in 2006, and the Urban Dictionary defined it as any problematic relationship characterized by one or more unresolved interpersonal conflicts usually confused with a relationship. I don't really like that definition. I think mine is better. (laughs) But the term remained obscure until about 2017 when Karina Shea wrote about it for Cosmopolitan. Now, I'm going to link this article in the notes and I'll link it in the Facebook group. It's titled, What is a Situationship? And I want to read you a passage from the article. It sums it up perfectly. When I was in college, I met a guy at a bar and started hooking up with him. He'd take me out to dinner with his friends and co-workers. I stayed at his place four nights a week. I even kept my toothbrush there and it wasn't weird. We never spoke about it, but for almost the entirety of our time together, I couldn't get over the fact that there was no label. We did so many grown-up things that had previously only existed in the things only couples do category of my mind together. Things like picking out a mirror for his apartment, but I couldn't shake the fact that he wasn't introducing me as his girlfriend when we went out to dinner with his friends. Ever since, I have no idea how to refer to our time together. The only label I felt safe enough to use in front of him that expressed my feelings was crush. But that minimized almost everything about our interactions. How should I refer to all the messy non-relationship relationships? I didn't know or find out until I heard my friend Tony at a party lamenting about how his current relationship status was giving him anxiety. Basically, we're in this situationship where it's like things will either progress or they don't, he said. A what, I replied. A situationship, he explained, was the catch-all term for those relationships sitting at the intersection of hooking up and in a relationship. It's a scary cliff edge between more than hooking up and very much dating, where a simple what are we can throw the entire system out of balance. As for my situationship, things ended after I rolled over in bed away from him one evening, and I had the courage to ask a very chill do you even like me or anything? He was quiet for a long time. I'm trying to find the right thing to say, he said, but I already knew. It's okay though. I have faith I'll go mirror shopping again someday. I love that article. Please go and read it. It is very telling and very fitting about dating culture now and situationship culture. And to think that was written in 2017, which I know some of us are probably going to be like, that wasn't that long ago. Um, it was nearly six years ago. Am I right? What's 2023 minus 2017? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nearly six years ago. Is that right, Derek? Yeah. <laughs> Quick maths. Girl maths. I'm not good at maths. Now, since 2017, since situationships have become more common, I guess more accepted, I think it's important that we note that the other interesting part of the story is that dating apps were also on the rise around this time. And I don't think it's a coincidence. And according to Tinder's 2022 year in review, many people now actually consider a situationship to be a valid relationship status, which is terrifying. Now, let's talk about the good and bad. And guys, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Ideally, with this podcast, my goal is to hold the space for you to figure out what you want to do to then make your own decisions and give you that power. And I'm not going to sit here and try to stop you from going through a situationship, even though I wish I could. But from my personal experience, the bad always outweighs the good. 
And I'm also not shaming you if you are in a situationship right now, okay? It can happen to the best of us. No one is immune from a situationship. And sometimes we have to go through it to learn the lesson ourselves. I'm also not bashing anyone in a mutual hookup scenario. I think you guys can stay in your own little pocket. If you have agreed to that and it works for you, amazing. I'm also a fan of hookup culture if you want to explore your sexuality, if you want to explore your body, if you want to explore what you do and don't like when it comes to sex. Time and place, right? But I think what happens that is quite dangerous is when the line becomes very blurry between when you want to merge hookup culture and dating culture, especially if you want a relationship. That mix is rarely ever going to give you the outcome that you want, which is a relationship. There's also this other thing that I've noticed that has started to happen and I see it either in my DMs, in the weekly AMA, in the questions for this podcast, but there's a lot of us who are potentially being exclusive, still sleeping with somebody and having that time frame before defining the relationship. And I'm going to say that is okay, but I do think that comes with a little side note. I do think there needs to be a time window. I'm not going to give you... Actually, I will give you my window on it because fuck it. But for me, if I'm going to be sleeping with a guy and we haven't defined their relationship and we're dating, we're exclusive, we're not sleeping with anybody else, there's like maybe a three-month window there that I'll give myself or that I'll give him or that I'll give the situation before I say, no, this is not what I want. And also, I kind of do that anyway to see if I actually like the person, to see if I actually want to be with them. But it's important not to stay exclusive with someone who then still doesn't want to call you their partner or be your boyfriend or be your girlfriend or whatever it is. Anyway, I'm rambling a little bit, but let's get into the good and bad, okay? Now, writing out the good dot points for my run sheet was very difficult. Do you know how difficult it is when I have such heavy bias against situationships? I'm just being honest with you guys, but there are actually a handful of good things. Pains me to go through this with you, but the first good thing in a situationship is you get the benefits of a relationship without the responsibility. And that sounds like a pretty good deal if you are somebody who does not want a relationship. You also have the freedom and flexibility to do what you want. You don't owe the person that you're in the situationship with anything. And so if you want to date other people, sleep with other people, literally do whatever else you want, technically you can. Ethically, morally, do I agree with that? No, but that can be viewed as a good thing. And lastly, if you are somebody who does not value commitment and commitment is not one of your personal values or dating values and you are not in the dating pool to do that, then a situationship would suit you perfectly because that could be potentially giving you other things that you enjoy, some benefits of it without having that commitment attached. Now, the bad. The list is long, so buckle up, everybody. The first shit thing about a situationship is that you are essentially not getting your needs met. If you are in a situationship, and you are wanting a relationship, you are sacrificing what you really want for a little bit. And I know, I know it's very enticing. You sometimes think, oh, well, I'm kind of getting just enough. Like it's okay. But no, it actually comes at a cost. You're accepting less than what you want and that will eventually wear thin. The pain of a situationship is also just not worth it. I literally put as my second point, it's not worth it because it sets you back in every single aspect. 
A situationship will stop you from potentially dating someone who actually wants to be with you, who actually wants the same thing. Not to mention there's lots of other risks involved with a situationship, whether that is unwanted pregnancies, STDs, risk of becoming Delulu over the relationship because it consumes your mind. Anyone who's been in a situationship, and I've been in one, I've been in a few, I can hand on heart tell you I know how it feels. It fucking consumes you because you become obsessed with why this person doesn't want to be with you, even though it could be so great and the potential is there and it's really great when you're together, but there's no depth to it. Also, a situationship most of the time will ruin your pH levels. <laughs> There's also the long-term side effects. When you want commitment from somebody who cannot give it to you, I don't think there's really anything that can erode your self-esteem just as quickly as that. As I said, it consumes you. You become a bit delulu over it. It's not fucking worth it. And the recovery from that is also not worth it as well. You are almost always better off exiting as soon as you are realizing, oh my God, this is a situationship. Get me the fuck out of here. Bring the siren. We need to leave. That is going to be a better outcome for you than staying in it and being heartbroken six months down the track, 12 months down the track, however long down the track. I say six months and 12 months because again, I have some of you who have been in situationships for a really long time. I have friends who have been in situationships for a really long time. I have found myself in situationships for months and it is not worth it. Becoming aware sooner is the best outcome. And I did just touch on it, but you lose time. You lose precious time and time should not be wasted on people who don't see your value, who don't see your worth, who can't appreciate you for what you bring to the table. And situationships, as I said, can last for years, can last for months. And it's not worth it because when it ends, it's horrendous. It takes you long to recover as well. So not only have you lost the time that you were in the situationship, you then have to account for the recovery time too. When you could be dating, you could be living your best single life. You could be out there meeting new people, having fun, enjoying life, practicing your hobbies, spending time with friends, focusing on you. But instead, you're hung up on a situationship. And then the last horrible thing is when it comes to the healing of a situationship. And we've all been there. It feels like a breakup, doesn't it? It feels really bad, but something happens with a situationship. And I've got you one small passage that I'm going to read from that same article. You don't feel entitled to your emotions. You can't be angry or sad or even comfortably summarize to your friends that you got dumped because you weren't really dating in the first place. And... I think that is probably my most asked question when it comes to situationships. It's like, how do I get over it? How do I heal when it wasn't really a relationship? And I think that's another question for another day. But at a really high level, you have to treat it the same as a breakup because even if the relationship is not defined, there's still intimacy and other parts of you that are shared with this other person that you invest time and energy and effort into. And of course, it's going to hurt the same way that a breakup would hurt. Again, this kind of ties into the good of a situationship, but does a situationship benefit anyone? Who is winning in these situationships? Because obviously you guys have heard my very biased opinion about it today. There is someone that benefits from the situationship though. And I think it's important we know this so that we can empower ourselves to realize what it is that we do and don't want. The winner in the situationship or the person who gets the best deal is the person who doesn't want the relationship or the commitment. The reason that they are the winner is because they are essentially getting everything that they want. They are having their cake and eating it too. And they get all the good stuff that a relationship will bring without the responsibility, without the commitment, 
without the obligations, without caring for this other person who is willing to invest more time, energy, love, effort into the relationship. Now, some of you are listening to this probably thinking, oh my God, am I in a situation chip? And you're thinking, is this about me? If you're thinking that, chances are you probably are in a situation chip. If you don't know if you're in a situation chip though, I'm gonna give you some pointers, some things that might give you some guidance to help you assess your situation, okay? The first sign that you're in a situation chip is that there is no label attached to it. There's no commitment. And I like to call it as sitting in limbo or sitting in purgatory. You're just sitting there really unsure about what's going on. The second sign is that the other party, the person you're in the situation with is unable to commit to you. They have said to you that they're unable to commit to you, but they always have time to be intimate or they can even take you on dates. Now, I had a bit of a situation recently. It was a situation in disguise and I had never had this before even though I've been in a handful of situationships in my life. But I was dating someone this year and initially the conversation that we had was about us just taking it easy, getting to know each other, figuring out what we do and don't like and seeing how things were going. Red flag, immediately, immediate red flag, Adele. But what confused me about it and what made me feel so unsure and muddied the waters was that I was being treated probably more like a girlfriend than ever before. I was being taken out on dates. I was being contacted regularly, contacted regularly sounds so fucked, but the conversation would flow. I would get texts, I would get calls. We would have frequent date nights and that really muddies the water. So sometimes you can have a situationship that looks really exactly like a relationship, but it's just a situationship in disguise. The next way that you'll be able to spot if you're in a situationship kind of ties into that. But the person has verbatim said to you with their mouth that they are going with the flow, that they are having fun, and they just want to see how things go. That is coded situationship, okay? There's no other way to put it. The next sign is that when you're with them, you're having fun. When you're with them, it's a really good time. When you're with them, nothing else matters. When you're with them, you're not thinking about everything else. But the second you are not with them, And when you're alone, you're confused, you're uneasy, you're unsure. As I mentioned earlier, you become a little bit delulu about the situationship. And then the last sign is that it's surface level. And what I mean by this is, again, kind of related to my example, how it was a situationship dressed up as a relationship, it was still surface level. And it's really important to note this because there'll be no introduction to friends, there'll be no introduction to family. You never really get integrated into that deeper layer of their life. And so it's always very just surface level, superficial, no depth required. Now, if you are in a situationship and you're wondering what to do, my best advice is to ask yourself what you want before you even go to have a conversation or go down that path. Sit with it, sit with this episode, maybe listen to it a couple of times if you need to, and then ask yourself what it is that you want and take a look objectively at what you're getting and see if they match up. And if they don't match up, then I guess you might know what your next steps need to be. All right, guys, I feel like I should take a deep breath after that. Adele against Situationships 2023. That's my campaign. (laughs) But we are jumping into our recommendation of the show, our PS, our postscript. These are the things that I am loving or obsessed with or Yeah, just wanting to share with you right now. My first recommendation is to get the fuck out of your situationship. 
I know that one's a bit of a cop out, but this is your permission slip signed by me. You're welcome. Take it, please use it. I give you full permission. My second recommendation is acai bowls from Green Cup. (laughs) Now, this is so niche and I'm so sorry if you don't have a green cup near you. I need to actually maybe just Google and see if there's a green cup right near the podcast studio at the moment because I feel like I could go an acai bowl right now. My favorite combination, and I'm giving you my order, it is acai, crunchy granola, bikinis. I think that's how you say it, bikinis. Can someone please confirm for me if that's how I say it or not? It's probably bikini or something else. I kind of said it the same way. Strawberries and passion fruit. And that is the best combination. And I have had it, what, three times in the last fortnight? maybe three times in the last 10 days. It's quite dangerous because there are certain places I go that are close to Green Cup. And if I'm within proximity, you're going to catch me at Green Cup. I do really need to learn how to make it at home (laughs) because that'll probably save me some money and time and energy. And I'm all about the DIY as well. But if you haven't tried it, go and try my order. Let me know your thoughts, sliding my DMs if you love it. Or if you have an acai order that you think I'll love, Share it with me because I'm also open to trying your orders and doing some taste testing as well. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And if you are in a situation right now, what I would love for you to do is to actually post this podcast while you're listening to your story. I don't know what I'm going to title it yet. I'm going to title it something sassy so that your situationship can see that you're onto it and that your situationship knows what's coming, okay? And if you haven't, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify, follow us over on Instagram and follow us over on TikTok. And yeah, join the Facebook group because we have lots of fun in there and I absolutely love every single person that's in there. You guys are the OGs and real ones. Anyway, I'm gonna sign off. I will see you next week. Love you, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land hosted by me Adele Marie your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network 